Into the Nexus is a production of AMove.TV. Bookmark AMove TV for other great video games and esports podcasts. Into the Nexus is sponsored by listeners like you via patreon.com slash ITN. Greetings and welcome back, everyone. This is Into the Nexus, the podcast all about Heroes of the Storm. And if you're curious about what episode number it is, which we never say, but it's uh, it's about 350. It's about 350. I'm Garrett, <laughs> here as always with Kyle Ferguson, who uh, is also a South Park fan. How you doing, man? Doing well. Congrats to us. 350. You forget at some point to celebrate when you just keep making the number go bigger. Uh, welcome, everybody. To <laughs> into just keep making the number go bigger. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's it. good to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy. I, I love this game. I love the show. I love y'all listening. So thanks for being here. Uh, let's uh, let's talk some hogger and other things. Wait, I'm just I'm just doing a real quick. I'm doing some quick math, Kyle. I'm doing a quick okay. math. We did what? 186 episodes of Starcast. We're nearing double. We're nearing double of that here on Into the Nexus. And we're we're in the 370s. We will have doubled the amount of episodes of StarCast that we made and we put out into the universe. It's a long time to be playing a game. Yeah, it is, which is probably why we're still not playing that game. (laughs) Wait, no, wait. I'm talking about this game. No, this one. Oh, here's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one. Uh, it stays more interesting for a longer period of time, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I love me some. I love me some StarCraft. Um, But that game, it. It it's it found ways to regularly update itself years after we stopped covering it years, Kyle. So we would have had to we would have had to stuck with that a, a lot longer before we got the co op commanders. That wasn't a thing well, when we were doing Starcast. Yeah, it was it was a viewer experience Starcraft, right? Like you could you could have your at home burger, but you want a McDonald's, and that's what Starcraft is. That's but, you know you're not wrong. Yeah, you know, there's little onions in it. My grandma always put like lots of like like big, big slices of onions in there, and it was rough as a kid. You know, you know, you don't know, you don't know what you got until you miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, mine was always uh, always raiding the pantry for stale Oreos. That's what I think of when I think of being babysat by my grandparents. Stale Oreos? What, wait, rating for herself? No, me. Like, I want a snack uh, and anything oh. that was actually something I would want to eat. So, like, healthy grandparent snacks, they were always fine, fresh, freshly purchased. Anything a child would want to eat had probably been there since the last time I was uh, I was babysat. So uh, that's true. It was uh, it was those uh, like crisscross cookies. What they're not they're not vanilla wafers. They're they're like waffles, and there's a little bit of cream in there. Oh yeah, but they're lemon. And you're just like, mm, yeah. this is just a little, little. Yeah, ain't right. But, but my grandpa loved Twinkies, so we bonded over that. It was great. <laughs> that was a band snack in my house. I hope everyone's enjoying this. By the way, we have, yeah, we have new. We're, we're we have new. talk about Hogger. We have a lot to talk. Oh about. yeah, we you know how we'll segue into this. You know who I bet loves Twinkies is Hogger. I bet he's Probably. a big fan. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why he's running around like nasty. the Tasmanian Devil. Man, he's all happed up on sugar. Could he's, be. He's got to quit the shug, man. He's got to put it down. He's got to put. He's it messed down. up. <laughs> he, he's he's a lot of fun. I've been having a good time on Hogger. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this. I am. 
I'm having a good time. Um, but uh, yeah, before we get started, a Cavalier Guest is going to be joining us next week. Cavalier Guest will be our guest. It'll be the Cavalier Guest Guest episode. Yes, coach, uh, informant, uh, community teacher, and a teammate of mine for my Heroes Lounge team. So I'm yes. uh, really excited to have Mon and most recently, it was, it was rather nice. We played some Tyrael, and I got a full Tyrael coaching session out of it. What do you think so. the over-under is that he and I get into a disagreement about best solo laners? Uh, you know, I think he's a pretty understanding guy. I think that uh, I think the NA team, uh, the Heroes Lounge team, has helped keeping him humble, too, because he's, you know, he's constantly surrounded by all these, these, these amazing players. And he says, do something, and they can do it. But we bring him back down. We bring it back down to earth with our inability to execute a basic combo. Good way to put it. Thank, thank you for staying He's humble, Kyle. Thanks yeah, for staying he's got humble. Perspective. <laughs> nice. You know it. You know nice. It. Uh, yes. Oh, I, got, I got no humble to share, man. I am. I am over the moon because medallion's gone. And if anything, I have to retrain myself because people are vulnerable again. There's there's Tychuses standing by walls. There's enemies just hanging out where they shouldn't be. And it's just been fabulous. There's uh, I'm not getting away. There, to me, there's uh, there's a lot of negativity back in the air. A lot of angry folk playing this game. Oh, yes. I, uh, I think maybe the League of Legends players are a little bored and visiting our neck of the woods because there's a lot of toxicity in my uh, in my games right now. Well, yes, yes, there is, and I don't think that's a bad top of the show discussion to have right now because a lot of people are experiencing it. There was a spike in viewership playability this week because some youtubers came over and played our game excuse me they apparently v- vtuber you gotta call it the what it is kyle a vtuber listen i i don't fully under i, I understand it well enough but i don't understand it I, it's the first thing that really made me feel old in video gaming and i'm sorry <laughs> but uh, uh you're basically you're basically a youtuber but you're not like showing yourself man like you're kind of representing yourself with a a virtual avatar Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is that yourself? Are you playing a character? You know, I, I mean, you could, I mean, as far as I understand and, and I'm old, I'm a boomer like you, uh, you, you could be doing either. It's kind of the, the world is your VTube oyster. You, you do you. I mean, it's like, there's, it there's was, plenty, there's plenty of creators, there's plenty of streamers, there's plenty of YouTubers out there that show their real face, but they're doing a character. Yeah, that's true. You know, true. It, it goes the other yeah, way. Doctors. It yeah. goes the other way. Like, when I first heard about it, I was like, that's that's a little weird. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I used to rep- represent myself as a as an online avatar for years before I was True. doing doing the podcast game. And even then, when I first started podcasting, I wasn't showing my face until Twitch happened. So, you know. That's true. It's, is, it, is it that weird? Is it that weird? No, you know, I'm going to defend you're, you're bringing me back to, I remember our first stream. I remember wearing a hat for it. I remember positioning my camera in such a way that the hat blocked most of my face because I was terrified. Mm. So I, I remember I those. I mean, I didn't really want to do it either. I feel like I pushed who you into I it, but I, I feel like our community pushed us into it. They were like, no, yeah. we want to watch live and have a chat room that isn't an IRC client. They're like, all right. <laughs> if we have to, if I we have it. to, but, but, but anyway, but my, my, my confusion is it was more, it wasn't so much that it exists. Cause that, that makes perfect sense to me. It was more that the Reddit heroes, the storm community was so familiar with this V YouTuber that made me feel like I was on the outside all of a sudden that I had been left behind that. I didn't know what was on the up and up right that, now. That's the part that surprised me is 
and and none of this is like meant to i don't know i, I don't know i feel like this is generalizing the audience of here's of the storm more than i mean it to but i have always kind of looked at here's of the storm as a game with a, a, a skewing older audience so i'm i'm I, that was the part of it that surprised me like uh, yeah i've been through my own personal journey understanding what a vtuber is and making peace with it um but i was surprised to see so many folks in our community just being like oh yeah i love this person sweet they're playing the game i love i'm like this is this is like my friends I used to go to hardcore shows with being really into into uh, mumble rap. Like that was See, the I thing I had I, to get over. I don't think it overlaps. I think I think thrall can be for all ages. There's dad thrall that's almost go. Oh, geez, what a noble, what a noble man with You're a child. Wrong. Oh, that that touches me. But then there's just badass old in a canyon looking weird graphics thrall that maybe speaks to you. And, so and, and it's a game you know, for everybody. It, it's reminding me of the of the attracting effect of Heroes of the Storm, right? Because Blizzard yeah. as a whole, you know, uh, has a like continually attracted new players of all ages. You know, things like Hearthstone and Overwatch. You know, the newer kind of tent poles of Blizzard Entertainment have brought in a younger crowd and are just a new crowd in general. And that may be their their entry, their the gravity well they fall into before one day they end up looking at an isometric view of their favorite character from Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm. True. So, you know, it's something, it's just fascinating, man, because, like, I don't know. I feel like we try to keep an open mind. We try to keep our finger on the pulse, but sometimes, man, we still get blinders put on, so it was cool. It was cool to see a, a different community take note. Yeah. However, it, it people are, we bring this all the way back to people are being mean in my games, Kyle, and it's kind of bumming me out. <laughs> well, so that exact experience, the news of it anyway, is that we had a popular YouTuber, V YouTuber, playing the game. And for about three hours, apparently, people were throwing matches like crazy to match up with the timing of this YouTuber getting in and out of their game so they could participate in it or they could be on the enemy side. Mm. And so there, there was this outbreak of throne games around the gold league area but also there was a matchmaking change the end of the season led directly into a new season and things always get weird in there and altogether, it's it's it is tough and while i'm having a great time enjoying my diablo again i'm getting to play lots of like brightwing uh johanna which you know isn't that surprising but hey you know she's always there being useful Games are being decided right now by the weakest player. And that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. That's always a rough time in Here's the Storm for me. Mm. It, you know, it, which to a certain degree, I feel like has been pretty true of the majority of this game. Oh, it, MOBAs as well, like any MOBA. It, it, bad player gets farmed, enemy gets rich, they kill you half an hour later. Like... Goes the territory. I think you missed the 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 step, the profit step somewhere in there. Probably. Well, the other team profits, right? Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then then they leave, and you sell all their items. Like yeah. the, the same the same thing happens. It can feel more intense in here of the storm because it is so team based and extreme in that way. And we're just going through one of those humps right now. So I would say to anybody who's feeling that. It, particularly at the end of the, the year, the end of this year, where you might need a win. You don't need to get it from here's the storm in that way. So get, it's okay. To, that's something you and I talk about a lot. It's just like, like if we want to like just relax for a second, talk to each other, play a game. It's just like, Hey, can you, can you take a loss right now? 
Are we yeah, trying to relax? Are we, really, are we really truly trying to relax and be honest with yourself? Because if you can't handle a loss right now, a competitive game might may just not be the ticket. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Which is fine. But also, you know, personal growth and pr- reflection and breaking through the, your own personal salt wall uh, is important, especially if you're trying to climb in a game like here's the storm. So. Choose your own path, Kyle. Take your battles. Yep. So, anyways, uh, we're going to talk about Hogger's release because it has happened. Before we do that, we want to thank those of you who are supporting us. And if you'd like to support us, you can check out patreon.com slash ITN. That is our opt-in subscription service. We promise we're never going to put the show behind a paywall. Frankly, it would just be terrible. But <laughs> it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. I mean, yeah. like Kyle, if it, like if I ran some numbers and I was like, "Oh, damn, okay, we, we okay, never mind." Like I would throw it. But now, not gonna do it. Always gonna be free. Always gonna be available to you. But if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, check out patreon patreon slash itn. Get in our Discord. Get an ad free version of the show. Sign up for our monthly game nights, which we're doing one tonight, dude. We're doing a ram for the first time. That's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. And uh, all that and more over at patreon.com slash ITN. To our most recent patron, Ishti. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ishti. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But that's what I'm going with. And I'm also going with this week's Heroes of the Storm News. We're on, boys! <laughs> Let's liven up this place! Point me to the stage. Stay a while and listen. I don't think Hogger is interested at all in staying a while or listening to anyone. No. Uh, in fact, I would say my number one problem with Hogger right now is let it ride. You know, you could cancel Hog Wild early. <laughs> but your brain kind of goes, but maybe I'll bounce into the enemy team and kill them all if I let this ride. <laughs> you know, let's see where I end up. And it's usually far in the enemy back line. It's, yeah. Yeah, or in tower range. That's my favorite place for my <laughs> hogger, for the hogger on my team to end up. That's my, I'm, I just, I ex- ex- exclaim jubilation when the hogger uh, just flings itself into tower listen, range. Listen, they, they made it so the gate between the two towers bounces you back. So I have a choice, Garrett, to disengage in a straight line backwards, to do the smart thing, which be to disengage at backwards, but at an angle. So I bounce off a wall and get more coverage and go further. Or I could bounce off the enemy wall, take four tower shots and end up where I started. And sometimes your brain says, but you look cooler while doing that. I might look cool. doing Yeah, you're missing the most important part, which is every Every cell of your brain that remembers that summer is spent slamming Devil May Cry games going, but style points! <laughs> just, you can't help it. You just, something in the back of your brain goes like, yeah, I could do the same thing, or I could ricochet off, I could style on them by ricocheting off their tower. Or let's see what happens exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you do you, but... Um, my takeaway, Kyle, after having spent my week in quick match, cause I just really, really wanted to ex- get the hogger experience 
is that there is a really obvious difference between a good hogger and a learning hogger. Yes. Um, and considering the amount of hogger mirror matches I've ended up in, it's on display in almost every game of quick match right now. Well, it, it, and it's, it's multifaceted because hogger can with proper angle selection, destroy Merc camps, just obliterate a knight's camp. Like nobody else can fast, safe, with plenty of health, all your health left on the other side based on your build. The bruiser camp, or there are uh, our um, siege camp. Not, not, not as impressive. Anyone can do that with pretty good speed and keep their health high. I'm also trying but to when I got, think of one where you could have a good back, and, like straight back and forth angle, and constantly hit them. Well, they're in the. You can do it go. because of your loot hoard. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, All you, you got to do is own. find one good angle yep. and then set it up re- relatively quick. Maybe, you know, use your your swing, your uh, what are the, just, the just, just staggering Q. blow. Q. That's right. Well, that yeah, the ca- casters cheat like that all the time. Maybe I can, too. Your Q. Hitting with that Q. Oh, Q's on cooldown. Uh-oh. But um, but you can you knock them aside. You can set them up in a nice little pile. And then you can set up your loot hoard so you can bounce off it. You bust through that camp in no time. You want to see? It's really impressive. You want to see? You want to hear the hog wildest thing I've seen? Uh, okay. A, a hogger do this week? Give it to me. Uh, yeah. I was in. A, I was in a game last night. Doribo in the chat room right now was in this game with me. Um, Battlefield of Eternity. We all went and just defended our immortal. The hogger <laughs> just soloed it with hog wild. And it worked. It wasn't, I mean, I have seen faster immortal burns, but I have definitely seen slower immortal burns. Sure. So it did kind of work. It can do a lot of damage. If you have the rage for it, that can be quite the throughput. I mean, you can set up some pretty nice angles in the Infernal Shrines pit. You can, uh, the, the maps aren't even is one of the funniest things too. So like sometimes on Braxis, let's say, it is easier for you to do the left side camp rather than the right side camp of the same make just because the walls don't attribute to that bouncing as easily. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's some unevenness there, but you know, bushes on Dahaka and all that sort of thing. Like this isn't, this isn't a perfect system. And that's what we love about MOBAs is there's lots of wiggle room in between all the, all this fun and dandy around camps is important because that's what people are focusing on, I think, right now, because he is so good at it. And like our mouth heals, our gray mains, if you do it faster than somebody else, you can join other parts of the map faster, be more effective and more impactful. And once you can get over that hurdle, you will be a decent hogger of about 45% win rate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of where he's, he's ending up. Um, I, uh, I had my, my good buddy Daryl pull, pull some stats from, from Hots Logs. It, it t- it's going to take a little bit longer for these to show publicly. And also we filter by uh, level five plus. So I had him hand pull out some stats last night of no level requirement. Um, so I actually have some statistics here from, uh, from Hots Logs that aren't, aren't public at the moment. And yeah, Hogger's debuting a little low. Um, landing in about the 47% win rate mark in quick match and just frankly, just not that many storm league games, but coming in closer to 40 in storm league. And there's a lot of bands too. I, I certainly don't blame bands on either side. 
right now, I think bans are pretty darn up in the air unless you're in that master's range where right now I'm banning Chromies and Junkrats because they're just so much trouble. They're so busy and you don't want to face that. But you might have a hogger on your team who doesn't know how to play or the enemy might have a good hogger. So why not? Why, why take the chance? He is one of the more banned heroes. And on both Hot Slogs and Heroes profile, third from the bottom. Genji and Medivh are the only heroes performing less than the Hogger. I'm getting hot stats right now from, uh, from Hot Slogs, Kyle. Okay. Got another day's worth of stats here sent in from Daryl. And uh, <laughs> his Storm League here win rate hasn't won at all. It hasn't really budged at all. And it's more than doubled the amount of games that have been logged. So still right, sitting around yeah. that 40% win rate. Quick match went up by 8%, 48%. And that's my point. Once we get everybody doing a proper camp take with their loot horde and all in tow, once we remove the difficulty of the hero, there's still a numbers issue here. And he is not as powerful as our other bruisers who are going to show up to a team fight with more exact kills more surgical precision his loadups are slow his damage outside of hogwild might be low his survivability is very much dependent on his position which does make him more difficult but i think it's just a numbers game and on release here we saw some nerfs to him which i think were perfectly balanced because they were issues well and he's also you know, before we get into that, he's also, I don't, I don't think he fills an obvious role in the draft. Cause you think about like, you know, low numbers games log take with grain of salt, but quick match significantly higher win rate than uh, storm league. A lot more kind of focus on selfish play in quick match, just by the nature of being able to choose whatever the heck you want. And you're focusing on the mercenary aspect of, of uh hogger and i think we both kind of agree that the place where he falls apart for us is the just staying in that hog wild in a team fight where in especially in scenarios where you would prefer the more beefy character to be in complete control of their body and be in placing it in the middle of the team fight where it belongs and blocking and and just being a part of that fight in, in a traditional sense um that hog wild doesn't allow for um so I think there's there's a lot of that too. Like he's a weird hero at the end of the day. I don't think it's like obvious. It's not obvious what he's supposed to be doing, how you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to, you know, ring value out of this kit. I agree. Yeah, it, it's not. It, we talked about things like the rework Gazlo and Diva being disruption bruisers. They are going to help off tank by being really loud, annoying zoning areas, but they don't just disappear suddenly, unstoppably <laughs> into the back line or go flying somewhere even more uh, unknown. Yeah, yeah. And the, the amount of times the last few days I've just gone, and there goes the hogger. It's just, it's just a phrase that has been leaving my lips a lot. Well, and when you look at win rates, it's often another thing that people bring up is, oh, he's hard, okay, yeah, I, I agree, but I don't think that's what's keeping him down necessarily in just raw numbers. Uh, people aren't doing Merc cams right. No, I hear you. And it is fun to get those correct. But people may bring up that he has a build that is reaching around like a 65% win rate, but it's very, very low pick rate. And this is that auto attack build that you rarely, rarely get to do. That is very dangerous for Hogger in most cases. So clearly the Hoggers that 
are doing it in Stormlink, are chaining him, have discovered an area for that build. But the majority of hoggers I'm finding are doing things with easy throw dynamite. And in particular, the hogger that I won with on my team in Storm League was making use of the dense blasting powder, which was pretty interesting. This is where you put down your easy throw dynamite. It's an additional dynamite if, it, if it's instant, but you can use your staggering blow to make three sticks out of it and launch it in an arc. He was using this on Tomb of the Spire Clean for lane clear. So you throw it on the lane, knock it back, the whole lane knocks back in the same arc, matching, and all those go off. Causing increased lane clear, and now that's the highest win rate talent at 39%. So even if we shore up through talents, his lane clear, that may not be as rocking, and I'm talking like, I'm talking like in this environment, higher league, where he can't afford to use the loot horde or the hog wild to lane clear, because those are your escapes. That's how you survive. You yeah. gotta find other tricks. And loot horde is also how you can like can massively contribute to a team fight. Exactly. And uh, there's just a lot there. Yeah, which which ties into my whole like I don't think there's an obvious way that he fits into a team composition. And a lot of the focus is now on what can you as like what can you do by yourself? Where can you guarantee value on this hero? I think we have a lot to learn uh, on how Hogger plugs into a coordinated environment. Even semi-coordinated, like pick up a pickup game in Storm League. Like you're not on comms, you don't know these people, but you're still drafting, you're still trying to make a cohesive plan with strangers. Well, and, and, and even then, like being on comms, there's like Johanna Greymane on comms. Terrifying. There's ETC Alarak on comms. Terrifying. There's lots of opportunities, but if I'm playing anything under the sun and my teammate goes, I'm going to hogger, like <laughs> what information... Have you just told me about how you're going to execute anything? Where should I aim at the end of this the combo in, you're about to in, unleash? In my chat last night uh, from uh, Derivo's good friend, Sierran, was uh, you're bringing a much harder to execute URL. That's what you're communicating. I do think that people are rightfully targeting the loadups. We also did this with Deathwing. You know, oh, his windups are too slow. And eventually people got over it with URL as well. I think... It, you're right in that it cuts a lot of people out from being interested in the character. I think Hogger's just weird enough like our Murkies that people will be willing to dedicate to him just to be special. Oh, you're, I, you're I, gonna I, get your Hogger stands. One, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I agree. I, first thing I do when I make a new WoW character is look up the statistics and see which, which class and race right now is the lowest of, or is the most rare. Because that'll make me feel special. I do the opposite. I'm like, what? Where? What? What's just gonna work? <laughs> well, what? And I, what has been, been proven to work so and... that when I take it out, and if it doesn't perform, I I know that it's me and no other variables. I like that's to cut fair. out variables when I'm it. learning how to how to get good. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good way to treat things. But yeah, but that's me, and that's that's why you'll never see smug Hearthstone posts uh, about how net deckers are the worst for me. There comes a time when you must join what you hate. <laughs> you become the very thing you sworn to destroy. Congratulations. It's about being effective sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, th those balance changes that came out with Hogger are as follows. Hog Wild no longer deals damage to structures. Using that exact same strategy we talked about with the Merc Camp, you could set up a Loot Horde, go Hog Wild on it in a very small area, and deal massive damage. And while the loot horde didn't last very long, 
Hortipult does for 20 seconds. And surely no one would ever take a single heroic just to destroy one fort. Uh, oh, no, 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 that's not right. There's a thing called Gargantuan on the Zebo, And that's all they do. So I'm happy they removed this option because that's what I would have done. That's what I would have run around doing. Avoiding team fights, not participating, and using my Hortipult to get sweet, sweet building kills. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, I, 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 I get, I understand the focus on Hogwild. It's the most unique part of this kit. It, the the built-in, the constant unstoppable, the endless unstoppable, if it's going, is so bananas. And the fact that you're outputting damage the entire time, as long as you're hitting things, obviously. But yeah. I get it. But it's also where a lot of my, my pain points fighting shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder alongside a hogger comes from. But Next up, they targeted a level 13 talent, Dust Devil, reducing its armor. And this is rather interesting. So when you go into Hogwild, you would gain 40, now 30 armor while active and for 30 seconds after. Increase this armor value to 60, now 50, if you have 50 or more rage. What the Hogger professionals were doing in this case is they were very, very controlled. They were uh, paramounts of self-control, you could even say, because they weren't using Hogwild for fun at all. They would use Hogwild to go two feet deactivate, and then sit with 60 armor on themselves. Well, while that sounds very disciplined, it is uh, <laughs> armor or not, it's also a good reminder that this ability is pretty damn effective as an engage. Yeah. And that maybe you don't need to live in this ability forever. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to exhibit some self-control and cancel it early or let the tokens fall where they may leave it up to fate see what happens go full Beyblade. why not listen i have a i've serious i'm i'm certain we will end there i don't i don't think this is going to go on forever i don't think every hogger from here on out is just going to live in hog wild permanently and drive me insane so i do think in a week or two i'm going to look back on this launch week as very fondly. It's like in, in a year from now, we'll be like, hey, you remember that week where everyone was just a tornado and we were losing our minds? <laughs> we'll look on it fondly. I like these types of wacky, you know, upsets. But. Totally. And the final change was to the level 20 talent, no control, which is where you bounce between heroes rather than terrain. And they took that duration from six seconds down to five seconds, which feels like more than enough. I have no data back this up. And it could just be my own play style and too much Diablo noticing people together for Apox and whatnot. But I feel like if I were to play Hogger, if I were a Hogger main, I would be typing get to 20 the whole game in chat because no control is awesome. It does not have as high of a win rate as some of the other level 20s, but we're dealing with very low game numbers right now. Uh, I mean, if we go to like maximum, we have 127 games played. And this is slightly below Secret Stash, which is probably be being used more effectively. But No Control is awesome. And I absolutely understand why they had to nerf it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Like, I'm, I'm, you're bringing it up. You're doing, I think you're doing a good job of teeing this up, which is ex explaining the reality and, and why it's likely these changes are made, even though, so far, it's looking like Hogger is releasing a little, a little undertuned. But... 
because of the nature of the hero, I just can't help but think there's just a lot of us just playing them wrong. Like I think a lot of this comes down to operator error. There's going to be a buff in his future, though. And yeah. because so many talents are in the same range of each other, I do think that his quest talents are probably too hard. Those are probably the lowest win rate talents of all. But they're all right between 35% and 46% when we look at them as just individual picks, which I think speaks to his base kit being weak. But I think Hogwild's perfect. The damage is great. When it connects correctly, when you bounce just right, it devastates. And that's what something like no control at level 20 shows me. That is an untalented hog wild. It does not deal different damage than normal hog wild. But if you're sitting on max rage and you can get that thing out, that's all it's about. And maybe that's the problem. And that's something fan tweeted as well. And I think is becoming another popular thought outside of, oh, he's too clunky. Oh, he's too slow. Uh, People aren't good. The other thing is that rage decays too quickly. And he is extremely dependent on that rage in order to be even effective in hog wild. I've been seeing that all over the place. And now that I know it originated with a fan tweet, that makes sense. Yep. Tends to, tends to ripple. Yeah, but not wrongfully. No, I no, mean, no, no. It, no. Yeah. It, it, the facts from fan, I love them from fan. It, it's the fans' fans that you have to be worried about. <laughs> because he's got damn skills. Like, if you want to learn a hero, I love watching the stream. It's one of my favorite things to put on when I'm too tired to play heroes, but I want to play heroes and I know myself. I watch fan. I'm like, wow, that, that was a cool Sammy move. Well, that's how you should play Imperius. He just keeps going. So you're saying just taking in information and then parroting back to the world without understanding why that statement <laughs> is just truthful is possibly pl- problematic. Perhaps, perhaps, you know, almost maybe. like you shouldn't just blindly uh, follow talent builds without understanding why you're taking those talents or how they synergize with each other or your kid. You might want to make use of them or find your own path first so you can understand what actually happens in a game. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but no, I, I think, I think he and, and everyone might be on the something with the rage decay. It's taxing for him. So we're about and to, there's not, do you think there's a chance we see a quicker than usual patch because we're about to hit the holidays and we typically hit a kind of a quiet point or do you think because everyone's working from home anyway, it may not affect, it may not be like a traditional holidays break in heroes of the storm. Well, let's talk about that for a hot moment because there was something missing other than the bugs and your various missing things. We'll talk about that in a moment, but a holiday event was missing. And as this was the patch that leads into the season, people are a little scared, but it's worth remembering that, Toys last year didn't start until December 16th. And in fact, that was our first balance update for Deathwing. So I expect we will see if we go with the 16th, which was, you know, in the the past was not a Wednesday. But I expect we'll see a two-week balance patch change for Hogger, which will be one week quicker than normal at the moment. And we're not going to go to four weeks on this. And that'll include whatever the winter event's going to be. Mm. Good. Okay, I, I, that's where I'm leaning as well. That's kind of where where my head is at. And uh, we're going to talk about some other noticeable lack of changes too, which also kind of makes me think about that. But but first, Kyle, 
Are you tired of here of Warcraft Heroes? <laughs> I guess. I mean, except for my list is mostly Warcraft Heroes. My list is know, also mostly Warcraft Heroes as as, as well. Um, but it, it's true. It's I'm still true. hoping for Mansk. Uh, I at least yeah. got I at least got a, a Prince version as a skin for Anduin, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, Arcturus Manx is still pretty high on my list. Um, actually, just I don't know, throw a dart at Starcraft characters, but the majority, yeah, the majority of my wish list has always been Warcraft characters. Um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't folks hoping for uh, non Warcraft heroes to be added to Heroes of the Storm. And uh, there was some talk about that going on, and, and D Warner. Uh, replied saying, uh, quote, we definitely hear and understand these concerns. Variety is only one factor that goes into deciding which heroes we're going to bring to the Nexus. It's a long and complicated affair that involves more than just the buy-in of the design team. However, D. Warner continued, without spoiling too much, though, we think that these players will be satisfied with our upcoming releases. So confirm, Kyle. Does somebody clip this out, put it on YouTube with a big, ridiculous thumbnail? It's like... No Warcraft heroes next in Heroes of the Storm. Confirmed. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Actually, that's probably a bad... Sorry, that's probably bad. You, you, would, you would say... Yeah, you gotta, go, you gotta go further. You can't give the goose away. You gotta say, are, are there too many Warcraft heroes? And in the video, you've dropped the, you dropped the bomb. That Warcraft forever? Heroes of Warcraft? Um, I think we just go with this changes everything. Oh, there we go. There Perfect. You go. you go with that. You go with this changes everything. Or you the go designers with, are out of their minds. They did or they did not listen. That's another good. <laughs> that's another good one to fall back. And on. five reasons they did. <laughs> they didn't listen. And then in tiny little text and five <laughs> reasons. They did. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate it so much. Oh, my goodness. You got to play the game. Kyle. You got to play the I game. Gotta play, I got to play the game. I don't play hate the, the player. Hate the game. I, I, you know what? I, I, I should, I should warn everybody. You got to play the game, and then next year there's going to be some game playing. I apologize, everybody. I love my classy online persona, but yeah, uh, you, you got to play the game. You, you have to, you have to. Don't, 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 don't hit us for for playing it. Hate Google for rewarding it. <laughs> Damn! Don't hate the player. You know, <laughs> hate the hogger. Hate the first pick hogger. Yeah, but but that's cool. That's I'm, I'm I like th- this is the type of communication and openness that I like seeing. Is the kind of teases that I love. It's like, you know, let's, you know, we definitely hear and understand these concerns. This reads very PR. Variety is only one factor that like, and this is legitimately interesting. Like, I understand, like, I'm sure there's a, I believe this. I believe there are legitimately multiple factors that decide on what heroes are going to, and they've talked about it in the past sometimes. Because how many times have we talked to devs and it's like, which, which came first, the kit or the hero? And it depends. It changes from hero to hero what that answer is. But then I love at the end, it's just like, without spoiling too much though, bomb drop, mic drop, leaves room. It's great. I feel like whenever they say, oh, you'll be happy. Whenever there's a big kind of note on that, it's Diablo. I agree too. I think, I think that that's where my brain goes. Um, you know, I'm, cause if it was Starcraft, they would say we're about to make five players. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, you know. I think three it, of you will be does. really excited. <laughs> we have represented the kit in the game. You've played less blizzard fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's just the way of it like i love starcraft so much and it's such a huge part of who i am and how and my how my gaming tastes evolved but it it is a more obscure game granted it has been a while we're looking at phoenix as the most recent starcraft hero wow it has been a while 
Yes. Yeah, and and chat like we're we're having fun. We love StarCraft. That's where we got our start. Um, oh, totally. You know, totally. and I never really thought about this, dude. But like, do you think they can? Do you think there's any way they've seen like crossover? They see like they have Venn diagrams for this player would be considered within Battle.net a World of Warcraft player. That player would be considered a StarCraft player. And they see how many crossover from Heroes of Storm because I would hazard a guess because StarCraft players are so hardcore. They are so dedicated. And also that game of StarCraft requires so much dedication. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the smallest amount of crossover uh, as far as Blizzard fans and crossing into Heroes of the Storm players. Sure. Judging by the solo lane Valas, I think there's a lot of Diablo players, too. I think that the isometric view lends itself to people who play these sort of games. Just like I don't play Fortnite. Therefore, when third person versus shooter comes out, I go, mm, this looks clunky. Kind of weird. <laughs> why would I why would I invest myself? Yeah, yeah. Cause I I um I love Diablo. I haven't played it in a really long time because I was kind of hoping for another expansion and it didn't come. Um nothing against the game. But like there was a long time where you and I were both enjoying the crap out of like Reapers of Soul Reaper of Souls while also playing Heroes of the Storm. And how many times did one of us get on the show and be like yeah, I tried to move in heroes like I do in Diablo, and mm. I died because it's it is it's a lot more one to one. It's you know yes, it, um, it doesn't look identical, but playing playing a barbarian from Diablo and then jumping in Heroes of the Storm and getting on Sonya, yeah, I might try and I might try and I I have uh, I have moved forward in Diablo bound to a key. I may try and do that instead of clicking to move, which I have done before. I still expect Diablo. Same. I do too. <laughs> I would be stoked. I think I'm curious. Was... They got Mephisto. Like the, the cards are stacked for Starcraft to just come in and steal it. I, I would love that. I mean, we've talked so much about in the past how much we love the neutral units, Hydralisks. Uh, Hogger has shown that, you know, catapults are no show that you can't make a hero out of it. Like he's not competing with no camps. Okay. But it's hold on. Hold I'm going to, I'm going to pull the e-break on you though. Cause I don't want a cyclone hero. <laughs> are we, so are, are oh, we going to, are we going to uh, have a session where we brainstorm the only possibility of the next new hero is uh, based off of the current suite of catapult models. No, <laughs> no, I'm not saying, uh, yeah, I was not going that we're going to get a hell bat hero just because there are hell bats on Braxis. I, and I honestly do not think that there is so many animation lineups between those gnolls on Alterac Pass and Hogger that they just like, we're like, well, this will be cheap and easy. Let's just cut, copy, paste, and bam, Hogger's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, so who's, who's still at the top of the Diablo list? Belial's the big one. Right. I think uh, yeah, Belial has just a lot of uh, a lot of fans. He was such a shock in work or Diablo three. Uh, certainly, my favorite boss to battle in the harder difficulties, just because it was so much fun and outrageousness. Uh, but Druid is sitting right there for the longest time. People are really really into that character. Mm. I think it brings a lot of different kits and could be a very very cool representation of the whole class. Like we don't have to go full any of those directions much like we don't with Greymane, who you know has has transformation but still has Ganea's cocktail like we can still do a lot of those druid abilities you know and love without completely missing out on somebody's particular build that's fair that's fair your chat room's mentioning ball that makes sense yeah 
Yeah, um, I mean, there there are a lot of villains. There are classes. There's, of course, Diablo 4 on the horizon. And I don't think that has a huge impact. You know, we've never really lined up perfectly. Even in this most recent interview, they said, well, well you did Shadowlands. Like, were you all thinking World of Warcraft? I'm like, nah, just that's just how it lined up. We didn't <laughs> we didn't plan this. Yeah. And then Starcraft, like they've hit the major ones. Um Sure. I mean the game released with the major ones because all the team was in the Starcraft headspace. There's not anybody who's really hanging out in need of being in the game. And we got Stukov who before before uh, Starcraft 2 and Heart of the Swarm and all that it definitely felt like a very minor character to me. Alarak stole the show. Haka may have stolen the show for some folks too. But I would just love to see that Hydralisk hero or anything that is just bringing it back to those basic units. Yeah, yeah. Which, But but like we just got Hogger, who is basically a, a mob, right? Yeah. Like how many gnolls have you freaking killed in World of Warcraft? But uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows, man? Like I, when I think of Starcraft, I think of Overmind, and then I'm like, well, they, they, they've really metered expectations to ever get a core replacement hero. So I don't think we're going to get Overmind, which means I don't think we're ever going to get Yogg. And if we even start talking about core replacement heroes, my brain goes, they'd probably do Yogg. They'd probably do an old god, I think, before they would do Overmind. Well, and why, why not follow something you're already passionate about? We've heard that so many times. And I think that is the joy of video game making. I, I am so pleased to hear when the team says, well, we just, we were all into it. So we did it. Like, yeah, I, I've had to do work I don't like too. And then I've done work I love. It, it's, 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 there's a passion. Makes, it goes it, a, it makes a lot of sense to me, man. I'm, you know, I know we, we kicked off the episode kind of talking about people being grumpy in, in games, but like overall, like I'm really happy and it's just a relieving place. To be, it's relieving to be in the Heroes of the Storm community right now because I also cover Hearthstone. And, uh, we're all little, we're all a little miffed over there right now. And, um, there's, there's some bugs with this patch and here's the storm right now. Certain mounts are bugged out right now. You can't equip them. Um, a ton have been reported. These are reported by players. I, I don't have personally confirmed these. So, you know, there may be some errors here, but like most of the cloud mounts, for example, you're happy, you're angry, you're sad. Cloud mounts are, uh, currently not equipable, some sort of bug going on. And like, I went to the forum post to see what's currently bugged and, it's just people like letting, letting the devs know what the problem is. They're not yelling yeah. at them. They're not <laughs> insulting their character. <laughs> like, like they're just, hey, this is uh, this is weird. Anyone else experiencing this? Like, it's like what I like to see, and it's just, it's it. If anything, it might be helping my win rate, honestly. <laughs> Wait, why? Why did you? Because I've been. Do you, sorry, do you track your win rate on mounts, and are you like, oh man, I got to stop riding the sad cloud mount? I have a. 5% lower win rate on games where I'm riding the cloud, the sad cloud mount than when I'm on the happy cloud mount. No, not at all. In fact, that'd be rather funny <laughs> if morale mattered that much. No, I've been primeval Diablo since 2.0 because the skin is so alien. I love it so much, but it's bugged. I cannot equip my primeval Diablo skin. So I had to be big boy masters of uh, green, the uh, green purple Diablo. And he's really big. If you haven't noticed, Diablo's pretty damn big when you're in the classic skin set. I would much rather fight against the classic Diablo model because I'm a, if I have skill shots, it's a much more realistic representation of what the hitbox looks like. 
Right. But I wasn't on my own, which was the weirdest part. Like bright wings always teleported to me. Maybe anecdotal, but I felt like I was more supported, more followed up when I was big boy Diablo this week. Oh, that's interesting. See, I would think I would want to go. I would be naturally more drawn to go support and save a thinner, frailer looking character. That's because you care so much and you have Chihuahua. So you're used to like caring for small little frail things. <laughs> but maybe I'm playing it's, with a bunch of Newfoundland owners yeah. and they're all like, yeah, Diablo, and just smacking him around. I mean, my, my, uh, my female Chihuahua, I should have named her Diablo. She is the thickest, fittest Chihuahua I've ever seen. But that'd be pretty cute. But yeah, but then there's Bailey and he's he's a little shrimp. So I get it. I get it. Um, Some of these reports include uh, Leorx Phantom Mount, mm -hmm. uh, the Charger Mounds, some murky skins. Uh, it, it goes on. You're going to find a lot of these. They are aware of it. They're going to fix it. But this is where combined with the lack of the winter event showing up in the patch that leads into the season that would have the winter event where you may have seen some drama. And people concerned that resources are dry at Blizzard. Mm. Which I say, wait till the 16th. Like, let's, uh, I guess uh, we'd be looking at the 15th. But hold out for a little bit. Even if it's the same board, the same event, I don't think we're just event-less for the time being. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, I, the, the talk pops up every once in a while, but... Again, I come back to we were very worried when when the HTC Axe came down, and here we are, <laughs> multiple years later, and the the hot here uh, hot has continued to have a really strong tail following that event. So there was there was a lot of concern when they really reduced the size of the team, and I think I've still been really pleased with the rate of updates coming to the game. So that's just kind of where I. Where my head's at on that. I agree. Speaking so, of updates. Yeah. Surprise Storm League update. When queued as a party, this is live now. Storm League now looks for matches based solely on the highest players MMR. And if I, you know, I know I just got done talking about how the Heroes of the Storm community is a refreshing place to be because overall they've been so damn positive. This, this did raise a few eyebrows. Right. Uh, it's the age-old problem between Smurfs and legit friends. Mm. Not that your friendships, you know, may not be legitimate, but it, the idea that you're plat, you got some silvers, but you always play together. This gold range is where you've just found a happy place for your team. You're not being nefarious. You do not play by yourself, maybe. And so when you get together with your friends, that's where you find the most even games for yourself. Now, I do find that when I'm with friends, the losses hurt more. They're harder to eject from my brain. And I want to give my friends every edge. So when I party as, and as a five stack with my buddies, we don't pick a tank in quick match. So that doesn't give us an enemy tank. So that there's bruiser bruiser. And maybe I'm imperious because he tanks best of the bruisers. Thereby giving my friends the best chance to win. That, that was... I feel like I just watched you uh, uh, show the Matrix, man. That was like some 40 chess that just happened just then. I want them, when they visit heroes as rarely as they do, to feel like they had a great time, and winning feels great. And there are those that might abuse the system 
and like those lesser matches. And they're forgetting that when they're with those friends with their plat carries versus the golds, they are having a better time than they should be. Their win rate is higher than it should be. So with this change, we would now be marking all those silvers, all those golds as plats. And that's dangerous. That, that is disheartening if I was in that situation. I would not want all my friends to be marked as diamond. That'd be terrible. What if, what about if I do three friends and that one other person, they're diamond, but I'm bringing in all the weakest links. That, that's a bad thing for me to do. And at this point, Garrett, as much as we've lamented its existence, said that the game might be better without it. I'm not going where people think I am. Maybe I am. I'm thankful for unranked all of a sudden. What? But why not? Other than, of course, the Warhead Junctions and stuff like that. <laughs> there is a place called unranked now, which I hope becomes filled out because this rule is enacted. If we're... <laughs> I'm surprised by that reaction from you very specifically. Okay. Because you want Solo League back. Or Solo Q. You want Solo Q Storm League back. Like strictly Solo Q. You want Hero League back. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a New Wars kind of situation, so don't, don't throw me in the camp here. I, no, I understand. I understand that there's, there's nuance to your, your thoughts there. We've talked about yes. them in the past. I'm, try, I'm trying to expedite okay. this conversation, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm, not, continue, please. I'm not trying to be flippant. But as okay. someone who has been on record multiple times as saying, you miss, you miss Hero League. You, you, would, you would like to go back or have the option to have a Solo Q only MMR or, or way to play. I'm surprised that you're happy that more people are now flocking to unranked because it's like if if that if that is work if that is working and it's bringing you joy, why don't we just split the leagues again? <laughs> like, is it is that working as intended? I don't know. I'm I'm like you're not a developer. I'm not a developer. Who knows? We're not talking to a dev right now. But at, at what point is this so problematic? Or, or, or so such an odd outcome where it's like, oh, well, we just filled out unranked. It's like, well, why don't we just have two ranked leagues again? One, You're not wrong. One for playing with your friends and one for not. And it's a, it's, it's a, as you said, multi-layered discussion that we have had in the past, but I do feel the need to, to defend myself a little bit in that as someone who enjoys the solo queue experience, enjoy, they, we call it a clown fiesta. Are you insane? Fiestas are fun. Clowns are scary, but sure. Like, I love that execution. When somebody stuns and Greymane jumps in, that's a skill on Greymane that is, is developed and analyzed and thinking in this game, wow, ETC is really good at stuns. I, Greymane, will now follow ETC around. That's a tactical decision. When ETC and Greymane are in a party together and they do that every time, that's not tactics. That's, that's, so we're taking advantage of every advantage you have. So good on you. But it sucks to see when you're solo queuing. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is worth saying that there is some confusion about this right now. And uh, even our chat is getting a little confused on this too. So we did reach out for some clarification. Daybringer got on the Reddit and said that... Uh, actually, let's, let's read the whole quote if you could. Oh, sure, sure. Daybringer said, I understand that uh, I understand the initial frustrations with this when playing with legit parties. Getting the... 
actual friends versus Smurf issue here. Uh, the good thing is we do have a knob that we can tune to any MMR range we want. We are still discussing where we want to end with that knob, but we are looking to start around Diamond 1 and above. After we spend some time making sure that it is doing exactly what we want, we can continue discussing where this threshold should eventually end up. And so there's, there's two things I think that need to be clarified here, and we did get them clarified. Um, one is like, what the heck does this even mean? Like, where does it end? What ends? And, and, and so my understanding is this currently isn't in the game, is part one. Part one, this is not how it currently works. Right now, if you, if, you know, say I'm plat, and you're diamond, we group up together, it's just going to pretend we're all diamond. We're all diamond now, Kyle. And we're going to go up against the team of five diamond players, even though I'm hanging out there as a lone plat. As though you had my MMR, correct? Exactly, exactly. It's just going to take your MMR and say, this is what we're working with. Go. Whereas the way it used to work is it used to try and reconcile our two MMRs smooshing together and find a, another team out there or assemble another team out there that ends up in the same general average of MMRs and make us pit, pit, pit us against each other so it has a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Words. Fighting chance? Yeah, there you go. I don't know. An, an, even, an, an equal playing field. Um, now that's out the window. Now if I group with you, you're higher than me. It's going off your MMR, not mine. That's it. That's how it works. There's no league where that's, starts being true or stops being true. It's just always true. They have a knob that can adjust this. They just haven't, but they're thinking about right. it. That's what Daybringer's saying here is they are now thinking about making it so that this only applies to diamond one and above is my understanding. And then it wouldn't apply if you were diamond two or lower. Am I understanding that correctly? No, that is where this double negative gets confusing, and that's why I reached out for clarification. Okay, thank so thank you for doing this. This, this is working everywhere right now. The discussion is happening at making it only diamond one and above. So if a diamond well, player or a... What I thought I said. Over, yes. Maybe right I now, didn't say it right. This is a little confusing. Okay. Uh, it, it was a confusing statement. That's why we had to get some clarification. So r- right now, this is everywhere. This is in the whole game. Yes. There's, there's no but league the, where it changes. It doesn't change. Yes. It's the same everywhere. You're bronze. You, you group with gold. You got a gold MMR. You plat. You group with diamond. You got a diamond MMR, so on and so forth. There's no point where it's treated any differently right now. But we are discussing where we want that to end with that knob. And we are looking to start it at diamond one and above. So if you are masters, you can only play with diamonds is a previous rule. So at diamond one, this rule would no longer exist because the queue times would be so extreme if a diamond one grouped up with a masters and it was putting them all in masters because it still needs diamonds to fill out that game is my understanding. So they're thinking of disengaging this rule. Once you get to high diamond, because okay, okay. so yeah, anymore. I had it backwards. So it would it would apply to bronze through diamond two, and then you tip Correct. over into diamond one, and you group with the masters. It's not going to go off the masters MMR. It's going to do what it used to do and try and reconcile the the master players MMR and the diamond one players MMR and try and find a an equal game. Correct. So if you are grandmaster number two and you're partying with masters two hundred, there is a skill gap there. Of an extreme measure. 
sometimes equal to multiple, multiple leagues. We're talking like gold to diamond levels of points in between those two. But the matchmaking simply would destroy itself if it marked all their friends, in this case, one friend above masters because of previous rules on the matchmaking system as grandmaster. And there's also just like, there's just there's been a, an issue to overcome forever, which is there's just not that many GMs in the first place. Right. Well, there's, there's 200 of them. Exactly. So, uh, or a hundred, I'm not sure. I think it's 200. I can click a button to find out. I bet you could. could. Chat room will be but faster. It, this is, this is 100. Confusing. It's a confusing situation. It's also made all the more confusing right now because people are placing. So there are people queuing up right now who are seeing their silver friend with their platinum self going up against only golds. But there's placers in there and they might be the plats who are filling in those games and the system is working. We don't know. We're going to have to get some time and clarification on this. Correct. What is for sure is that it is dangerous to queue with people who are of the league that they are for real, 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 real reasons. And you may want to reconsider right now. And that's where people are upset. Smurfers be damned. Like if, if you go make a gold account and you play with your diamond buddy, you're both diamond anyway, or maybe even higher. Like now you have a more even game. That's, that's healthy. And you two should have less fun smurfing, smashing each other. Therefore, there'll be less Smurfs. On the flip side, if I was so determined to play ranked with my friends, and I understand that sometimes you're winning a game and your brain goes, this could have been ranked. I could have gotten points for this. That'd be really fun. I would like the rewards. I'd like to be completing quests while I do this too. That'd be really fun. This would encourage me to go make a Smurf to play with my friends. But I think that system still works because my friends, silver and gold, with my what my Smurf that ends up maybe in gold, we're all going to have the same win rate. And we will all end up eventually maybe high gold, maybe low plat. My Smurf will be held back by my friends in the first place. That's not really a Smurf anymore. That's just how I play with my friends. The level that we can execute on. It, it almost becomes like a... Like, is it, you're, you're basically teeing up, is this ethical? Like, what is a legit friendship, Kyle? What even is friendship in Heroes of the Storm? <laughs> uh, maybe, wait, well, we can answer that question. A friendship is worth the Wintervale bundle, which costs you 70% off right now. So it's 1,500 gems. Oh, no, that's only three heroes. I haven't looked Damn. at the Wintervale bundle. Okay. I yeah. gotta, these are mostly skins. Uh, oh, man, it's going to cost me a lot, actually. Uh, buying that many heroes looks like it's going to cost me about 4,000 gems, maybe? It's not horrible. Uh, which is about 40 bucks. This is quick math. But friendship is worth about 40 bucks if you wanted to play together today. <laughs> Wasn't my question, but that's not terrible. It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. 40 bucks. I know. Again, hi, everyone. I've been looking at expense math in Hearthstone a lot lately. 40 mm. bucks? Why not? That's a steal. 40, no, no big deal. 40 bucks? Are you crazy? They ask me for 40 bucks every damn season in Hearthstone. <laughs> what hero? Here's is a steal. <laughs> 
Yeah. Plus, I, it's like, I, I don't spend a lot of money in Heroes that much anymore. I kind of have everything I want and need. So Yeah, that, that's the other problem, too, of course. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, I, 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 and I, I agree. I agree with that example you just teed up, man. Like, if, if, if this makes you go and make a Smurf to play with your friends and you end up regularly playing with your friends and eventually nestling in at a at a rank that makes sense for your amalgamation of skill it kind of still works it's just more convoluted right right and at that point are we reaching a, a time where and we've said this for a long time that we would love to have our own set mmrs because i love placing placing is a great activity i think it'd be really fun to place with you place with my other friends do a two stack and just have that set mmr that shared between the two of us isn't that the way it used to I, it's been so long since i played 2v2 3v3 4v4 starcraft 2 but wasn't that how it worked that is how it worked yeah Yeah, like we had when you and i played together our 2v2 like it became a team it had its own unique mmr where it went one of these players is really good and the other is garrett uh (laughs) that's what the system said so you know it's it's goes with the territory right i don't know it's it's been a challenge for a really long time Yes. The the thing that I think they're recognizing and why they're talking about this knob in the first place is that in the end, Smurfs don't matter when you get to the high leagues because then it's not a Smurf anymore. But there is stacking issues, which are still being taken account of by older rules. And that's where I really want to hear from the team right now. This statement could use some clarification. What do you mean by be stacking? Nice. Like the the masters can only be in duos. You can't stack more than people than that. But if diamonds get involved, what are those rules at this point? We have three years of matchmaking rules that I need condensed in a single blog post. Mm. So I understand what is going on. That's fair. Yeah. Can we get like an update? Like these are the rules of the Storm League Road. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of extraneous bits. A little bullet list action going on. I love a good bullet list. Mm-hmm. All right, we're still not done. We're still not done with hearing from the devs because uh, there were some folks that were concerned about no Gazlo changes in this week's patch. Hogger came. We also saw the the uh, the other minor changes that we mentioned last week when we did our PTR patch preview, uh, but nothing happened to Gazlo, and that raised some eyebrows, raised some questions, and AZ Jackson replied to them in kind. Um, I'm not going to read the post in full. If you want to see it, go check it out. Um, But uh, I really like this reply and also some kind of, again, more of an explanation and kind of peeling the curtain back on what it's like to work on Heroes of the Storm. So AZ Jackson said on on the topic of no Gazlo nerfs that, uh, quote, traditionally we don't do large balance patches alongside new hero releases. Due to how the patch timings line up, it's just not easy to pair these things together. Went on to say, in regards to Gaslo, since his last round of nerfs at high level, he's sitting at a 52.3% win rate in Storm League. Then he said, if we look at uh, Quick Match, his win rate goes up to 55.7%, but continues saying, in that case, we have other anomalies, like Uther in Quick Match being at 57.1% and Asmodan being at 56.8%. Kyle, do you know why I'm so excited about this? I can take a guess. <laughs> Go right ahead. You like stats. I do like stats. And on last week's episode, in regards to another piece of uh, of blue replies, I said, hey, if you're going to mention internal stats, could you just tell us what they are specifically? And here we are getting told specifically what internal stats are. So I'm really 
have no idea if we had a damn thing to do with that, Kyle, but um, I'm really happy to see them here. Numbers are nice. Numbers are nice. I dig them. Um, so, yeah, it seems like Gazlo's in a healthy spot as far as Storm League win rate is concerned. Yeah. Even then, I I, I like the cautious touch. Uh, they go on to say, too, that they don't normally, you know, release this sort of stuff along here. So, you know, it, 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 this is the hogger patch, and they were fixing some extraneous, I think, CCL-related things. Not so much concerned with Gazlo here. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. It's interesting. I wonder what the range was. If that's just since the most recent patch or like now I just have more nerdy questions about like, so when you say that statistic, what's, you know, how many games, what's what date from what date I would, to what I date? would assume since the last patch. I would right? assume so too. I, yeah. 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 It's a, it's an interesting thought for sure. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm super biased in this regard. So I don't know. Where do you stick? Cause I don't think Gazla needs to be nerfed, but do you think he needs, do you think he needs additional tweaks? I think he's still absorbing a lot of bans. He is the most ban hero in the game, uh, sitting at an 82% popularity and participation rate in storm league in general, but he came from nothing. And I'd like to see him keep his winnings at the moment. I think the bruiser meta is healthiest when it's full, when it's not limited, when we're not asking people to play things they don't want to. And in fact, that's why I'm really hopeful that the next hero is an auto attacker, because I think that could use a little optioneering, a little exploration, arranged DPS auto attacker. So who from Diablo or Starcraft would be a ranged DPS well, auto attacker? A hunter killer would be my preferred choice, but I know that's rather, you know, limited in some of its ideas. Sure doesn't sound like a druid from Diablo. No, it doesn't sound like a druid from Diablo. I, I think druids are great, and I love playing Diablo 2 to play my druid. I play a very particular rabies druid, and I don't think I would get that with Greymane in the world. Rabies druid? That's okay. That's fair. I like I like biting guy and then they then they all to turn green and it makes that uh that that sound you know when things get poisoned I don't know why that's the poison noise but that's the poison noise in Diablo two and the whole reason I still play Diablo two is to play one thing the werewolf druid fair thank you for explaining it because I didn't really spend much time with Diablo two growing up yeah, yeah for sure yeah. Well, rad. Well, that's, um, that, that was good, good, dude. That had to be like one of the longest news segments. That wasn't just us busting through a balance patch in a long time, but there's a, been a lot of chatter from the devs this week and I like it. I like it. So absolutely. Please keep it up y'all. Um, but now we're gonna, we're gonna bring it home with some, uh, some questions from our discord and from our inbox. So let's get to it. Darkness. Stop calling. Does anyone else hear that buzzing? Hold on. Darkness just texted me. You know, I want to know what darkness texted him. All these years we've had that bumper, man. What do you, what is it? I don't know. Just sitting out there. How do you, yeah. Do, can you read it? Is it too dark to read? Listen, they, they, they're making up new characters to be the end bosses in World of Warcraft, man. I think we're past they're it. These old characters. questions are just left out there in the open. I, um, I mean, that almost sounded like a shot at WoW. So I'm just going to say this new expansion is amazing. And you're missing out. I'm not. I, it, I'm not missing out. 
I've told you my plan. No, I will. I I'm, will. I am casting a seed of FOMO and ca- and throwing it in your direction. <laughs> I am. I will miss out on a thing. In fact, I'll skip all the bad waiting periods because I'm going to play at the end this time. That's the mistake I've made all these years. Playing in the front, getting burned out when not everything's released. Your mistake was not understanding how WoW works and just giving yourself over to it. Uh, you, you, you water cooler, man. You like your, you like watching <laughs> your shows. Fun, man. It's fun to be a part of it's fun to the time. figure it out with everyone else. It's fun to be wrong about theories. It's fun to be wrong about builds. It's fun to be wrong about gear and learn and grow. It's about the journey as much as the destination. We got emails. <laughs> ITNcast at gmail.com. You can send your emails there. If you're supporting us on Patreon, you can drop us a message right there in the patron discord. Wake writes in this week and says, what would you think about trying out a vision ward item along the lines of medallion? We've had that in the game. Uh, sorry. Wait, wait. We've had that in the game and still due to a smaller extent, but for the most part, it's been slowly patched out, which I think is a bit of a shame. I'd like to think a ward anomaly would have a less polarizing effect on the meta than the medallion and less of a skill ceiling while also really changing up what you can do at higher levels of play. I get that the hot's jungle is a lot different than in Dota and lol, but I think bringing in a little bit of those games vision could be a cool thing. Um, I don't disagree. Vision is still important. We, you and I, one of our favorite things to 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 dump on Kyle. All right, you know, you Ooh. are a paragon. You're a paragon, a paragon of patience and positivity. Okay, I'm less so, but I I try. I try. I fail a lot, but I try. However, you and I, if we wanna, if we wanna be stinky little nerds which we are from time to time we love dumping on people who go what do you call missing because we're just like ha, 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 oh, you must be from any other MOBA where we give yeah. a shit about that here is heroes of the storm we move too fast our lanes are too close together and we don't care about your problems figure it out we laugh and oh, what you think they didn't mount they got there faster than normal <laughs> <It's your fault. laughs> exactly yeah, i forgot the mount yeah, exactly. yeah dude um that's our favorite thing to dump on like we're we're i think we're both guilty of that we don't really talk about it on the show but i'm out in us right now we make fun of people constantly in our own personal games together when people are like missing we had although today that 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 tracer that the tracer was a jerk so they, they well, deserve we, us, there's there's I a think. there's a tier list of dumping we, we the the where's my team is much lower than the why didn't you call missing because that's your job as a soaker in solo lane because you could have done nothing like that's what makes it so extreme in a team fight i understand the objectives ticking there's an urgency but when you can sit behind your wall and have xp delivered to you now with the xp anomaly you could pick up the xp later you could even be further back not even in range of it all you had to do was be patient all you had to do was nothing and you would have survived. Yep. Anyway. And that's why we, we deserve to, to, to call you out here. So all that said, vision is still very important. Yes. Why, and there's. How many times did I have to hear you say the word anchor while you were, uh, while you were learning the tank for your team over the last like three months? Yeah, uh, that's true. Warding, anchoring. It's all very important. And there's a lot of things that aren't very intuitive, which I think could make the game more apparent. 
where my brain immediately goes, of course, is tanking because that's where I play. And the anomaly of the medallion punished those people who take it upon themselves to be constantly bullied in a losing game. Supports are reactionary for the most part. There's your Virulin, Stukovs, who can land some sweet stuff and really set up. Anduin roots have destroyed me plenty of times. Supports matter. But the tanks are the ones in this game that get called out first. And the medallion made so many of their choices wrong. So we are recovering now. In fact, I feel like there should be a campaign from Blizzard that's like, come on back, tanks. We love you. We need you. People need you again. Please come play our game. We, we, we got rid of the thing you hated. Hate is a strong word. Excuse me. <laughs> there are a lot of things that tanks do that aren't apparent. Like Johanna blinding a bush that's got nobody in it. But there could have been. And that sight that that provided, a, a great example is Anna. Have you ever seen a top end Anna walking around just healing nothing at all? She's like, oh, going to heal that bush. Oh, going to heal that objective. And you're like, what are you, <laughs> what's going on? It gives a flash of sight through that area that the heal spell went through. And she needs to know to make sure that she doesn't die. So when Diablo puts out a flame stomp, it doesn't hit anybody. That was the point. It was the point to check that whole range and see if there's somebody you could charge because you can often interact on Diablo outside your vision range. And same goes for Johanna and then following it up with a shield. ETC is hard to play for a lot, a lot of reasons. Absolutely mismarked and absolutely drafted as this easy tank to play. But he has no sight abilities. He is always walking around blind. And I need that Ana to help me out. So a vision ward anomaly could bolster a big play in tanks without over punishing them. In the traditional sense, of course. Now, push parties and everything else like that, and five wards across the whole team, that would be Site City. And there would be a lot of not playing, I think is ultimately where we get to. You think it would just cause too much inaction? I think so. I think there'd be too many objectives that everyone would, you know, you walk up to an objective, let's say it's five minutes, but all the same. Let's, you know, let's assume every objective and just one, 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 ten wards go up five for each side <laughs> and everyone well, just like yeah sits in the stands wondering if they should get up to anything i don't know how you would design it but i think you would have to find a way to design it where only x amount of players and maybe only one player per team even got one in the first place maybe they spawn in the altar at the very beginning of the game and you actually have to pick it up and then that player has it and maybe there's a unique key that can relinquish it to someone else. I don't know. But yeah, that, that to me strikes me as the most obvious challenge is that everyone having a ward, that's, that's a little much. That's too much sight. Like, I don't think there's a tiny enough sight radius to make that wouldn't make 10 wards possible out on the map all at once. Too much sight. I think there is a class homogenization that could happen like certain groups get wards i don't think it would be awful if i mean granted medieval's already a ward in the air but you know if we gave all supports wards maybe that's weird maybe that's too limited what if all healers had gladiators medallions is that a healthier world for them now that they can choose between cleanses and taking care of themselves maybe take both without having to double stack those should melee assassins get the wards 
because they're the ones in the most positioning vulnerability. I, I, I really appreciate the original design of Rainer and Malfurion because they had the scouting drone, because they are so immobile. That was a huge part of his kit to me. Now I have to spend a penetrating round to check that bush. In, in my league, I, I, I can instead complain to my Twitch chat, oh, I needed Ana or Diablo to be checking those bushes for me. I can't afford to lose my penetrating round. But goes the territory. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting bit. And that, God, there's so much we haven't talked about. We, we, you know, we should probably probably make a note here, Kyle, so don't forget about it. We should do a, a an anomaly post-mortem uh, for one of our year-end episodes if we, if we have a quiet week. Um, but yeah, we haven't talked about the possibility of does Gladiator Medallion show back up at some point as a talent across a few key heroes as opposed to an ability every single player in the game has. Um, you know, and, the, and that, the, that you made me think of that uh, because of, of this discussion and also the, the, the discussion of the challenge of how well giving, you know, giving awards to everyone would be. Um, and I think we've made some very cool choices there. Uh, Malfurion and Rainer aside, who I'd love to see regain those sort of abilities. Something like Oracle on Tassadar is fascinating because it has a very particular job. Cooldown 45 seconds. Passive on it is gain 30 spell armor for 0.75 seconds and restore 12 health if you're stationary. So if you are Tassadar, you're probably going to be stationary quite a bit. You're realizing you're suffering the things like Orphea who can come out of nowhere, kill you very quickly. On the other side of that, you only have spell armor. So they gave an activatable channel where you can reveal an area for four seconds. So it shores up both the gank ability, maybe the sustained damage you would otherwise be taking while still only giving you the spell armor you would need while standing still in those environments. That is cool. That is such a, a surgical look at this kind of tools Tassadar would need versus those different comps. Well, and you're starting to get, and I think, I think you're starting to paint a decent picture of the challenge of, of character wide anomalies. So like so much of Heroes of the Storm is about these, these talents and these kits that are unique to each and every hero of certain heroes having access to some abilities and other heroes not. And that's why something like the medallion is so strange and kind of goes against the grain in that way. Well, and look at something like inevitable end on Malthiel, who is a level 13 talent, uh, gain unstoppable for two seconds. That pick rate has gone up since Medallion. Since Medallion became a thing because people realized the power of being unstoppable on Malthiel. They were willing to trade out of their old builds. So there's two sides of this. Would a ward anomaly increase the way tanks, Anas, and such cast their spells and make them more aware and more knowledgeable? about the advantages of sight. But then we can backtrack that and say, who did you teach? One season's worth of players? Did they learn that lesson? And then we get into player education, but it is it is a thing. You know, it, it would be universally useful if all Johannas knew that they could use their blind, particularly if they're fighting nothing but mages, use their blind freely to check bushes. Well, your concern of not a long enough tale on that lesson, those folks should uh, subscribe to maybe a Heroes of the Storm podcast so that they can be reminded of that lesson. They might be interested in such a show. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting thought, Wake, and, and, and pretty high on my list of things I'd like to see them mess with. Yeah. But again, not, don't give it to every hero on the team. That's too much. 
<laughs> way too much sight. And I, I absolutely appreciate how cautious they've been about making an environment where people don't want to play or when the right choice is to not participate. We joke, we just joked, by the way, about, you know, XP orbs and letting them be delivered to you. And yes, that's not playing the game. It, it is, it is different when you just feel completely locked out, useless in the part of the game that is most important or most, most fun, I should say. Those objectives and those team fights. Yeah. So. Um, anyways, uh, to, to wrap this up, Valkymer wrote in and asks, uh, back to Magic Wand territory. Get your Magic Wand out, Kyle. You're about to be All able right. to make any change you want to the game. Uh, Perfect. Do you ever look at a talent tier and wish two talents were merged? My example is that a variant at level 20. If Demoralizing Shout held the cooldown reduction of uh, Vigilance... I think I could justify it over glory of the Alliance much of the time. And this is an interesting question I find because I think Valkymer has alerted me to the fact that I don't really pay a lot of attention to talents. I never take because mm. I find this to be a difficult question to answer. That's fair. I, I do think an important part about not being tilted by video games is cutting off your imagination at a certain point. Because if you're constantly saying, oh, well, why couldn't I have teleport across the map as a talent? What, what was the point of that conversation? <laughs> like, I remember when Alarak first came out, uh, and I want to find the name of the talent here, but Alarak first came out and I read Last Laugh. Activate to teleport to a chosen location and remove all roots, slows, and damage over time effects. If Alarak fails to hit an enemy hero three times with basic abilities within four seconds of using Last Laugh, his health is reduced to one. This makes it sound like it's infinite range. That it is the coolest, craziest, teleporty global Alarak you've ever seen. But it's what, maybe half a screen? And I went, oh. Yeah. But this is a perfectly fine talent, and I've seen it used effectively plenty of times. And the win rate on it is fine. It just didn't do what I want. So in order to not be tilted by playing Alarak, you just cut off your imagination. So I agree with you that this is a hard, a hard question. Uh, But there are those talents that I just do not care much about. There's talents I want to see baked in. Like um, the main one I like to talk about is Malganus Might of Sargeras, that uh, 50 armor that I have to spec to in order to get. Yeah. I would love that just to be baseline. But it, it begs the question why are new talents so hard to make? And that's not, that, that's not, I, I don't want that to be belittling. And that's not, a limitation on the developers imaginations either I think they probably have tons of cool talents they could make but we enter a space where X is balanced against X and you can't just throw Y in there for no reason so that's where my brain gets stuck not only because I don't want to tilt myself when I think about a talent being bad and I wish it was better but I also understand you you have to add another talent in there to get to the three that we all like to see and sometimes the sometimes you get wisp level out of that on Lenara. And it's the lamest thing on the planet. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's I don't know. I mean, you're kind of describing a bacon, which happens. It's just not always this. I almost said linear. It's but I, now I want to say it's not always this horizontal. <laughs> like because when you look at talent lists, they're next to each other. But, um, yeah, it is. There's there's certain conceits, right? Like I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if you know we had more two talent tiers, but they they try not to, right? So yeah, we have, we have a couple fours in the, particularly the twenties. Yeah, yeah. So it's like plenty of not, fours up there. It's not that rigid, so it could be done. Um, but there's just not a lot of things that come to mind. You know, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, Zagara does come to mind. Sure, because some of her talents that you just never pick, they're kind of cool. Like jagged barbs at sixteen. That's the um, you get more basic attack damage when you're on creep, and you also get extended attack range. No one takes this. This is so underpicked, it's insane. But it, you know, like, give, give it to one of them the uh, hydralist talents at sixteen. Like, just like, or find another talent somewhere along the the way to go. But that's I don't think it's necessarily a good example because corrosive saliva does fight with mutilisk a decent amount. Like, so that's not the best example in the world because those are competitive talents. I guess actually, damn, corrosive saliva has overtaken mutilisk by quite a bit, but both of them still see a decent amount of play. So putting jagged barbs on either of those isn't really changing things much for me. Yeah. For me, it's Probius, but that's also kind of his design. He's got a lot of base power in his kit. He doesn't necessarily need talons to be good. So you get to 13 where you pick your version of your pylons power, giving shields or spell power, or auto attack damage. And that is like, okay, yeah, yeah, I might analyze my team a little bit. But then I get to 16 where I see quantum entanglement, which causes a slow after explosion, gravity well, which causes a slow closer to the center, and interference, which causes a spell power reduction if exploded while inside. I just go, I guess I'll do the easy one. I'm going to do quantum entanglement here but I wish this was way more exciting. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's an interesting thought, Valkymer, and I think I'm going to start thinking about it a little bit more when I look at uh, pick rates and underpick talents and whatnot. I'll try and keep it in mind uh, and, next balance patch we get. And, and here's a here's an opportunity. What about, you know, Pyromaniac, which is a solid talent, gives Kael'thas a lot of camp ability all of a sudden, deal periodic damage, basically... Uh, ability cooldowns are reduced. What if we took backdraft and vision and put those two together? What else cool could you put on that talent here? So fission is increased explosion radius on living bomb and backdraft is the explosion slows enemy movement by 30%. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's, those are the ones I guess that seem like they make more sense are those levels where they're all for the same ability. Right, because otherwise it's like, what am I? What am I combining here? Am I combining two things that have nothing to do with one another? Which is fine. There's talents like that. I mean, look at some of, you know, because of what I play, some of Sonya's talents are are strange, man. You ever you ever look at um, Battle Rage? Battle Rage is a weird talent. Like it's you take it to get a heal. You get ten percent of your maximum health back, but it has this passive where you deal twenty five percent more damage to mercenaries. Like why? Why is it? On? I love it. 
I absolutely love taking this talent, but why is that on there? It, that to me reads like something that was like, well, we had the heal and we had the 25% damage mercenary talent and they kind of seem not that great by themselves. So we just smooshed them together, even though they seem unrelated. So maybe that's what we're making here. We're making bad talents. If we do this at but, the but same I do, time, don't call battle rage a bad talent. I love battle rage. <laughs> I think my main problem with battle rage is that I go, Ooh, mercenary Lord Sonya. Nice. Oh, I go, ooh, 10% heal that I control because no one ever heals the damn Sonya. That's what I go. I like That's it. fair. Well, you know, Battle Rage is my Rainer either. Battle Rage is my most taken level seven talent. I think life funnel people have blinders on. We just expect you to keep spinning. It's not that hard. Just keep <laughs> spinning, bro. We see you out there. You're going to spin anyway. You might as well do it right. <laughs> Honestly, that is my opinion, though, as a tank. I, I love like, I Sonya's. Man. That's great. I, I see Sonia's engaged. I'm like, perfect, whatever. Enjoy yourself. I hope you clean up when we all die. But like, <laughs> Sonia really does kind of have that Hulk energy, right? Like, any watch any Avengers movie. They have a plan. They're synchronizing. They're working well together. And Hulk just jumps off to go do some random bullshit. Yeah. Why not just match some planes together or something? That's yeah. fine. Yeah, you just hear, ah! There she goes. Good. Yeah, I'm, I didn't expect you to make it to the team fight, but I'm glad you're here. Yep. It, it's that it's that friend that never responds to text, but they show up for D and D, and you're just like, all right, you know, happy to have. They're ya. really busy, but they're they they never flake. Yeah, they're bad at the the week the day to day keep in touch, but they're always there for the events. Yes, their friendship maintenance needs work. <laughs> when you finally get together, it's like nothing bad ever happened. They're there when it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Good friends, those. We're describing our friendship right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the emails. Thank you for the questions, everybody. Keep them coming. ITNcast at gmail.com. Patrons, keep those questions coming into the question channel. In our patron Discord, um, we're going to bring them to oh, the yeah, end yeah, of yeah, the yeah, show. Send us big, big heady questions, too, because next week we're going to be chilling with Cavalier Guest. Yeah. Get get, get weird? Is that the yeah, deep questions of course you know he's a coach for the ccl right now so of course ask about uh some of the high tier play that's happening over there coordinated what you can get away with Ooh, like, to, to next week that's gonna be good because this is our first uh medallionless week yeah there's gonna be a lot of a lot of weird stock has raised up like just this last week i did an interview with lobber who is a basically a falling sword main and now across the nexus falling sword is becoming the number one pick so with laws of hope, no less too. like the things that people tilted on you in the past are no longer reasons to get tilted. So what you're saying is I just need to convince CCL players to take talents that I would rather take. Listen, I'm, I message them weekly about playing Malganus and they, they still lose games on it. So it hasn't happened yet. It's oh, not a guarantee. That's because they're yeah. picking Malganus. It's because they picked Malganus. That's yeah, why they're losing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who, do I talk, gone, so. who do I talk to about battle rage getting taken by Sonya's? Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't know the Sonya main off the top of my head. Anyways, folks, keep writing in, yeah, and send us questions in for Cavalier Guest. He'll be on the show next week. Speaking of our badass patrons, thank you for the support, everybody. And if you want to become a badass patron, head on over to Patreon.com/itn and uh, support the podcast. Everything helps. Like, you, not everyone needs to be a producer. We we appreciate it, but uh, it all adds up, and it really does help. So, thank you for the support, everybody. And speaking of our producers, thank you very much to Declan H, Cheesy Bob, Chris K, Mike C, and Sean B. We really appreciate the support. 
Uh, you can catch us live Thursdays, usually around 3 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash TV. And we will be live tonight, twitch.tv slash Kyle Ferguson, for our game nights. Aw, yeah, doing a RAM with the patrons. I'm going to be on some stuff I don't know how to play, and I can't wait. You got three choices. Sometimes it's not all stuff you know. I'm trying to think of the see some worst possible. It would be like Lost Vikings, Hanzo. Medivh, Hanzo. Oh, yeah, dude. Me on Hanzo. Yeah. Last time I was on Abraham, I took Hanzo and realized I might be the worst Heroes of the Storm player in the world when I'm on Hanzo. You, you know, this idea that you can aim while also moving doesn't work out very well. I hate it. <laughs> I dude. do not like how he controls. <laughs> Just, just go watch a Master Grandmaster stream of Hanzo and you'll be left with so much desire to learn that hero, play one game and just be like, hmm, nope. you know what, that, that could be that. I'm that way with Junkrat. I do feel like if I dedicated a year, I could be a really good Junkrat because so, I like all the setup and the traps and stuff. Dude, you're describing at the beginning of quarantine, I started playing, I started sim racing. Like I actually got a wheel and everything. There's cars in certain sim racing games that are like that. Where it's just like, I know this track, like the back of my hand. I know exactly how to take this corner in this turn and, and do it perfectly in this car. Gran Turismo, which is my personal driving game of choice. You put me in the Lamborghini and I might as well be in a go-kart on ice. Like I just can't, it, no, it doesn't make any sense. The physics are all wrong. I don't get it. It's why We all had quarantine plans, Garrett. That, that's yeah. Hanzo yeah, for me, man. That's Hanzo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So I am very, I'm very proud of. I've, I've kept with a lot of the things I, I dedicated myself to. But some things go by the wayside. Yeah. Anyways, um, Kyle. Besides into the Nexus, where can everyone find you? You can find me a number of places. You should check out the DM Gives Inspiration Show over at KyleFerguson.com or wherever podcasts can be found. If you'd like to learn how to be a fifth edition dungeon master, you should check out that interview I mentioned with Lobber over at youtube.com slash heroes hearth. And you should follow me across the web. Twitter.tv slash Kyle Ferguson. Twitter.com slash Kyle Ferguson. It's all just my name. Cause it was Kyle Ferguson. Weird of me. Ferguson with two Ferguson. S's by the way. That's who I am. Not one That's of these, not one of these one S Ferguson's like that Ferguson I used to work with. And I always spelled his name wrong because of you. Or a tractor company in Germany, apparently. Massey Ferguson? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, Massey Ferguson is a tractor. I don't Maybe. know. If, I don't think it's German, is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of the things I hear. Massey Ferguson tractor's German? I have no idea. Anyone know? My dad has one. It's really old. It's like covered in rust. It still works though. But anyway, doesn't matter. Um, folks, I'm Garrett Art on Twitter, where you can find me not talking about tractors because I don't know a damn thing about them despite growing up around one. Uh, <laughs> move.tv for this podcast and every other one that I produce. I would recommend listening to uh, either the Angry Chicken or Wow Killer. A lot going on in Hearthstone, a lot going on in World of Warcraft. One is really positive, the other, we're trying to keep positive. So check it out <laughs> wherever Doing podcasts are found. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. We'll be back next week with episode 351 of Into Nexus and Cavalier Guest. So until then, good luck, have fun, and we'll see you tonight for Abraham. Take care.